Morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. We continue. We left off the Mishnah, Tractate Shkolim, six chapters, sixteen B. Okay, look at Mishnah. Hey, and I just talk about hello, hello. Where do they bow down? We learned in the last previous Mishnah they bow down thirteen times. And the family room we added another time. A fourteenth. Where do they bow down? Arba Bitsafin, four on the northern side of the courtyard. Arba Bidarum, four on the southern side. Shalabha Mizra, three on the east, which is the entrance of Shtaiva Maidam and two on the west. Corresponding to the thirteen, corresponding to the thirteen uh, gates, right? Thirteen, thirteen gates. Very right. good. In other words, they bowed down, right? Corresponding to the gates, and they thanked Hashem for the beauty of the of the Beis Hamikdash, the building. And now we list the gates. So there were four in the northern side, Hadreimim, the four gates in the northern side, Smuchim Lemaidu, they were near the western side, closer to the west, to the west, to the north, I'm sorry, the southwest. The first one was called Shara Elyon, the upper gate. Since the mountain was on a slant, the mountain was climbing, going up. Yeah. So you're going from east to west. West, you're going higher and higher in the mountain. So the gate that was closest to the west is called the upper gate. It was in the upper, high, highest level. Then the next one was called Shadadelic. The lighting, the gate of the lighting. Cause then that's, from that gate, they would bring all the kindling, the, the wood. The third one was called Sharab Chayres, because all the firstborn animals were brought there. And the fourth one was called Sharab Gate of Water. Why were they called the Gate of Water? So he says, <coughs> Why did they bring the Chayres there? Because you can slaughter the Chayres anywhere in the courtyard. It doesn't have to be in the northern side of the altar, anywhere in the courtyard. And the fourth one was the gate. So why was it called Sharamayin? They would bring they would bring the jar, the jug. You know, they would libation of waters. They would bring in the water from the Shiluach, from the uh, Welsh. And it had to be close to the Mizpah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that was the southern, southern, western side. Very good. Lezerman Yaakov says, Why is it called Sharmayim? Because that's where the water flowed. The mother will bring from the, from, uh, the prophecy of Yechezkel that the water will flow from there. There will be a wellspring there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Lumasan, opposite the southern side, Batafin, and the northern side, Smuchim and also, they're closer to the west. So, northwest. So, the first one was called Shayichanya. The mother will explain soon. The mission will explain why it's called Shayichanya. The next one was called Shara Karbin. The gateway of the sacrifice. They would bring all the animals for the sacrifices for the country kachim that had to be slaughtered on the northern side of the altar. 
The third gate was Shara Nashim. The women would come in to, to lean their hands on their sacrifices. He had to lean. Mm-hmm. He had to lean on their sacrifices. And, um, even those opinions that hold that women don't lean on sacrifices, but they would have to stand next to the sacrifices. The owner has to stand next to the sacrifice that's being offered for. And the fourth one is Shadar Shir, of singing. That's where they brought in all the instruments. Now the Gemara explains. Now the Mishnah says, "Lamadik Shmuel Shari Yichani." Why is it called Shari Yichani? By Yatsi Yichani Megalusei. When they went into exile, at the end of the first temple, he left from that gate. So they named it Yichani. That was toward the end of the second temple, of first temple. Says. These gates, Shabbat Mizrach, on the east side. So you had Shar Nikner, because Nikner was the one who donated, he brought from Egypt, and a miracle happened with these doors, as you're going to learn in Yuma, the next tractate. These are the gates to the Hefel, these are the main gates. Not the Hefel, the courtyard, the courtyard, the courtyard. The courtyard. The courtyard. The courtyard. The courtyard. The courtyard. Yeah. Which Pish and in this gate, there were two small gates. Small gates. Within this large gate, there were two small gates, two small entrances. as well, to the right of the big gate and to the left of the big small of, of the big gate. And two in the west side. shame. There was no name. We didn't have a known name for them. Others say is referring to this is referring to the uh, the hechel, the antechamber, and then the entrance to the temple itself. Others say no, on the wall, on the western wall, to the courtyard, there were two gates. <coughs> if he, it was only used if it was a great need, urgent need, to protect himself from the enemy. With no name, it doesn't give any name. Right, so the three of the Mizrach were the big gate and the small gates, and then the two in the west. Okay, that's the mission. So, the Gemara Shnayed in Masnissen, Abi Yesim, Chani Yechen. Our mission of Allah's opinion, Abi Yesim, Yechen. The Ammari said, Kenegah Shlesh has a shot. That the three, 13 bowing down, they bow down opposite facing the different gates. But Ammari, according to the rabbis, they hold Shiva Shad in Maya Bazaar. There's only seven gates in the courtyard. There weren't 13 gates in the courtyard. Where do they bow down these 13? You can't say it corresponds to 13 gates. Only seven gates. <coughs> so, says, so the question is, Tesis explains elsewhere, are they arguing about a fact? Were the 13 gates or seven gates? I mean... There were rabbis who were still alive around who remembered the temple. So uh, you, can't, you, can't, you can't make such a, you can't forget such a thing with 13 gates or 7 gates. It is according to everyone the 13 gates. But 7 of them were big and 6 were small. They were insignificant. And so according to the rabbis, since he didn't have 13 great gates, you can't say that they bowed for the gates. There were only seven prominent gates. 
So what's the reason they bow down 13, 13 times? He says, Shlesha, okay, I hear that Nintama, like we learn elsewhere, tracted Midas, Shlesha, Esri, Pirtasoye, with 13, when the Greeks, when the Greeks overpowered the Jewish people, and they entered into the temple, parts of Malchayavan, so they breached, they breached the courtyard, they breached the gate, the wall, 13 breaches. Yeah. When the Hashmanoyim defeated the Greeks, they, they fixed the breach. So to thank Hashem of the miraculous victory, a handful able to overcome the guerrilla war, Hanukkah story, so therefore we bow down 13 times to thank Hashem. From that time on, they decreed they should bow down 13 times. Okay. Okay. The mother said, we learned the mission, uh, the future, the gate of water, and in the future, water will flow there. See what it says, in Zechariah, Prophet Zechariah, in that day, living water will flow from Yerushalayim. Tony, we learn, the water will flow from the Holy of Holies until the curtain that separates between the Holy of Holies and the Holies. It'll, be, be, it'll look like a carne sili vikile, like the horns of, of like of like grasshoppers, very thin, a very thin thing of water will be streaming from the holy of holies. From the curtain till the the golden altar, which is inside, then it'll, it'll strengthen. The water will strengthen, and it'll appear like I'm sorry, like like yeah, like the horns of grasshoppers. The earlier ones was even less than the the horns of grasshoppers. How does he translate there? He carne sili vikilai. Huh? How does he translate? Types of snails. the first one from the holy of holies. Carne. Oh, like the like the horn. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The horns of snails. So it's very, very thin. Right, very thin, right. And then you have, from the parechas, it's strengthened. Now it looked like the horns of grasshoppers, a little thicker, it's also thin. From the golden altar, the inner altar, till the courtyard, it'll strengthen even more. It looked like a chut shal si. looked like a, 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 a string, um, a string, you know, when you weave, a string. Horizontal string, so it's a little thicker. From the courtyard until until the threshold of the of the bayis, it'll be even thicker. I'm sorry, like like the the first one was the uh, the vertical string, like a horizontal string, a little thicker. From that point on, it'll strengthen even more, and the water will be as wide as the opening of a jug. Mm-hmm. Prophecy is in, is in Yecheskel, in Ezekiel, mm-hmm. in... Uh, 47. Right, and there he describes in great detail right. how the water... As it continues to flow, it gets stronger and stronger. It'll come out of the uh, northern gate. 
in the no, and then he says the water. I'm sorry, from the from the south, and then first it'll create a river. You're gonna walk up until your until till your your thighs, and then and then it's gonna be, water will come so powerful and mighty you won't even be able to cross it. So he says, the water will flow from the north to the southern side of the temple. That's called the right. When the angel went out and he had a measuring stick, a rod, to measure it because it, it, it increased and intensified. He measured a thousand amma, like 1500 feet. And he, he helped me cross the water. And he called it May of Soyim, the water of Soyim, meaning Ad Karsulo. The water is reached till the ankles of Ezekiel. The ankles are called of Soyim. And then he measured again another thousand Amma. And he had to help me cross the river. May Berkayim. Why was it called May Berkayim? Because Ad Berkayim. Now it reached already up until his knees. Then he measured again Elif Amma, another Elif Amma. As the water distance itself in the temple it got stronger and stronger and he helped me cross the water until the thighs why is it called the, the water already reached the thighs and then he measured again I couldn't even cross it anymore I feel even a big boat because the water is so powerful and so mighty it's roaring that even a boat can't even tra- traverse the water. My time or why? How do we know? We didn't know that even a boat can cross. Because it says, but see, Adir, a big boat, Loyavrenu, cannot cross it. Right. Nema, why even a boat can't cross it? Kigoa, Mayim, Meshachu. The water strengthened. What's Meshachu? Miloshut. The water, you can't even swim in it. Like Shomer Ravuna. Wuna said, "Be'asin in our place, kadol shayata shchena." So meishachu means water that you can't even swim and you can't even navigate. It's so powerful, you, you can't even uh, uh, white water rapids, <laughs> but will turn over. That's what the pasuk says. Peirush yada bekirvei, kasher yifarish hashaycha lishchis. That when someone goes to swim in the swim in the river, that he went in the river lishchis to swim, mau lishchis, mau meishachus. I would have yes, river river. Maya in the meskal malim baalma. Water that the people talk about. Everyone, everyone is wondering about it and speak about it. Rabbi Yezus says it means everyone is talking about the wonder. This wonder is water. Nobody can even swim in it. It's so powerful and mighty. It started out as a little tiny drop of water in the Holy of Holies. And by the time it reached this point, it was so mighty and powerful that you couldn't even swim. And you can't. It would seem to me that we continue. See, it says in the prophecy of Zechariah, "By Yehimahu, Mashiach will come. Yehimaka Nifla, the wellspring will open, will flow." Exactly. The base David, Yeshu Yisraelim, Lachatas all need it. Because till today, till today, water doesn't flow from Yerushalayim in the city. Those who need living water have to leave the city. 
Mashiach will come, the water will flow from the city. You won't have to leave the city. Anyone who will need to go to the mikveh, you'll have a mikveh right there, wellspring water. From base the house of David till those who live in Yerushalayim, the water is kosher even for a nida, and for a chatas, the water that you need for the red heifer, because it's called living water. But after it leaves Yerushalayim, now it's not pure wellspring water, now it's already mixed with rainwater. And it doesn't qualify as living water. There's certain things that Taita says you have to have living water. And if it's living water, even if it flows, you can you can you can uh, need to can dip in it. If it's not standing in one place. Wouldn't you know what it's only a woman's mix? And therefore Kshadim need is kosher, you don't need living water. But as long as it's gathered in one place. Mm-hmm. But you can't use it for the red heifer because that need requires living water, wellspring water. Like we just said, it's like flowing water. It flows on a slant because the mountains around Yerushalayim are mountain are slanty. And make Even a nida can can dip in the water. Because if it's if it's flowing, if it's flowing, it's not standing still. Even a nida is not good. How much more so So besides the problem of having mixture, it's not just pure wellspring water. It also has rainwater in it. But but it has to be standing still. It's not standing still. It's slanted. It's flowing. It can't stand still. Even for a nida, it's not good. Even for a woman, a nida is not good. Now we go back, the mother goes back to explaining the Psukim in Ezekiel, the prophecy of the future, the third temple. See if it says, the water said to me, and the, and, the, and, the, and the angel said to me, the person, the angel said to me, this water that's flowing from the temple, what's Galilah Where's it going to? Zayam Shel Samchoy. Which is close, close to to the Galil up north. Lake in Galilee. and it will go down, flow to the Arava, the Yamshel Tveria. That's the that's the Kinneret. the reach the Dead Sea. will reach the Mediterranean. All it will flow to all four all four corners, all corners, all the seas, the Dead Sea, the Red Sea. <laughs> the, the, no. Afraid, wait, up to the Euphrates River? <laughs> it doesn't say that. Why is it called the Yamagadl? Why is the Mediterranean called the Yam, the Great Yam, the Great Sea? Because twice the river overflowed to destroy the world. Once. Because they were taken out, the water of the Dead Sea, That's where, that was the center of civilization. So Hashem overflowed the generation of Enosh that started worshipping idols. So a third of the world, that's where the Atlantis comes from. The, the, that was a third of the world was, uh, was a flood. And the other one was a data flogger. Like Rabbi Lazar, Hashem Rokhanina said, but Ishena, the first time, Yatzad Calibria. It reached all the way to Calabria. So the great, the great which is in, was the Mediterranean. Which is in, in France. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's called the Great. And the second one was in the, in the generation of Aflaga, Yatsat Kippe, 
at keep Barbaria until Barbaria, Barbaria. I guess that's where barbarians are called. And Rav Acha, Rav Asher, Shem, Rav Chanina, body shine in the beginning. Huh? Where, where is where is Barbaria? In the beginning, we have the Yotzer Kape Kipe Barbaria, the stones of Barbaria. Bishniya, the second time, they the flog of the generation that rebelled against Hashem. Yotzer Aku and Yafu, it reached all the way to the Aku and Yafu. And then it says, it says in the pasuk in Job, at Hashem said, stop. The water should stop by Aku and Yafu. Like like Aku Koi is like Aku Koi, and and Yosef is is a is going like going to go to the Gemara says, Nichet makes sense. The Abba, the Great Sea, the Mediterranean, the Abba Milcha, the Dead Sea. So you need the, the water to flow there. Meshulam Miskan to make sweet because the the sea is bitter, salty water. And the Dead Sea, of course, you have to sweeten the Dead Sea. Ach, Why does the water have to reach? Miraculously reach all the way from the temple, the, the Holy of Holies, and reach all the way to the Yamasa. It's a good river. It's sweet as it is. Also, similarly, it's, it's going upwards, which is miraculous too. Okay. okay. Good. So, why do you need such a miracle? Good question. Today, by the way, they just announced that for the first time in a long, 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 long time, Kinetit is basically almost full. If it reaches another 18 inches, it's going to overflood the whole area. They're going to have to release it. Into, into the Jordan River. You have to open the dams. Baruch Hashem, there's been so much rain, there's so much blessing in Israel. You know, just a, just a little while ago, a short while ago, it was critically low. It was dangerously low. And now it's literally overflowing, almost overflowing. So, said, but, so why do you need this miracle? It says, Ladaba is the gossam. Add the fish. Because through this water... This miraculous holy water, the fish are going to be fruitful and multiply. You have a lot of gefilte fish. It says, or today, today sushi, sashimi. It says, lemina tia de gossam. Lemina means there be many, many types of fish. By the way, that's the specialty of all the restaurants on the Kinneret, on Tiberias, all the special fish that, they, that flow, that, uh, that live there. It's very, very delicious fish. All different types of fish. Tony, we learn. To a place called Sidon. In one, one dish with three hundred different types of fish. On the menu, three hundred different types of fish. Then he continues in these verses in Yechezkel. It says, The water will be healed. Then it says, So he asks, if it says, First it says the water will be healed. Then it says, The water will not be healed. It's a contradiction. So the mother answers, It's a place called Loyerapu. At that place, we give, will be salty, but everywhere else, the water, the water will be the water will be healed. I guess he's referring to the uh, 
the Dead Sea. The water in the Dead Sea and the Mediterranean, the Big Sea, will be healed, will be sweetened. But there will be one place that you'll need salt. There'll be a place called Velayirapu, and, and that's where you'll get your salt from. Ksiv, it says, in the continuation of the verses there in Ezekiel, on each side and the banks of this river flowing from the, from the Holy of Holies, there will be trees growing. It's all about the future. The, the, uh, the flower, the, uh, the flowers will never rot. Will never, uh, right? What? Yeah. And the fruit will never end. Always be new. Tani, we learn. This world, only six months a year, you plant in, in the month of Tishrei, and six months later, the fruit come out. It takes six months from when you plant, from when you sow, till you see the nachas, till you see the results. A tree takes even longer. From when you plant the seed till you see fruit, it takes a year. In one month, you already have the results of the tuva, the wheat, the barley, the grains, the grains, the ilan, and the tree is the Two weeks, two months, it's done. Pentium speed. <coughs> My time, what's the reason? Because every two months, you'll have new fruits. You'll have new fruits in two months. Chadashim in the plural. Two months. I'm Rabbi Yitzchak Biyasi argues and he says, "Yes, it's true. In now today it takes six weeks, six months, from when you plant the grain until till you harvest the grain, and until it starts growing. A tree takes a year. Fifteen days for the grain to grow. One month. We find and the times of Yoel, after that, the, the terrible plague of the locusts, and the hunger of the locusts, yeah, as a result of the locusts, you had the Tvua, miraculously, the Tvua, the grain grew in 15 days, we cut him in men and they were able to bring the Oymer. Where do we see this? Where do we learn this from? My time, it says, Gilu v'simchu b'ashem alakeichem, rejoice with Hashem, your God, ki nasen lechem he gave you Moira, which is the first rain, as a charity. And he lowered, he gave you rain, in the first month, which is Nisan. So when did it start raining? And already 15 days later, they were able to bring the Oymer. So you see clearly, it was, it was a miracle. How does Rabbi Yossi explain all oh, that will take once a month? It says Chadashav, two months in the plural. Chadashav Yevake. So the mother will answer according to Rabbi Yossi. He'll explain it. Every month, every month will be like a new, a new crop, a new yield, a new fruit. Right. You know, this is, in, every this month. is in the third temple era, then yeah. know, maybe this is hydroponic garden. <laughs>
But it says, What's trufa? And it's 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 uh, it's uh, leaves. It's leaves will be healing, like herbs. They'll feed. They'll feed. It'll be nourishing. You can eat it. You'll be able to eat the leaves. Matzitz, yeah. Matzitz, a person will suck on the leaves of the trees and it'll, it'll be as if he ate food. No calories, no... <laughs> non-fattening, healthy. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel explained the word trufa. It's as if it says, Chada one says, Lahate Peshel Ma'ilam. Lahate Peh. As if Trufa means Lahate Peh. Means Lahate Peshel Ma'ilam. Chada one says, Lahate Peshel Ma'ilam. Meaning, in other words, that those who can speak by, e- by eating these leaves will be able to speak. And those who can't have women, who can't, can't give birth, who can't have children, will open up, will open up their wombs. Right? It's unbelievable what's going to happen when Mashiach comes, right? It's exciting. It's the second away. Explain the Chadam. You're going to have new, new pharmaceuticals. You're going to grow them from trees. But a healthy pharmaceutical. Today's pharmaceuticals, every, it's a poison. You're taking poison. It has negative side effects. You listen to the advertisement today, you know, you can catch a heart attack. And they, and they read. And by the way, you know, 30, they list 30 different things that can happen to you if you take this medicine. Uh, but here it's all good these medicines that Hashem is creating from this miraculous water and these trees these leaves it's all going to be good 100% good it says to open up the womb those who can speak okay now we go back it says in the Mishnah then he had four gates on the northern side why was it called Yechanya? He says, because Yechanya, when left from there, was taken into exile. The king of Babylonia conquered Israel, take Yechanya into Babylonia, to exile. He sat at, right outside the city of Antiochia. Antioch. And where is that city? Capital of uh, Syria. Okay. Yeah. Yotz and Edingdale and the great Supreme Court went to greet Nebuchadnezzar. Amrullah, so they asked him, he gives him an abyssly The time has come for the temple to be destroyed. Amrullah and Nebuchadnezzar responded, The one that I consulted with newly, when he Give him to me and I'll leave. I won't destroy the temple. They came to you. asking for you. We should hand you over. She took the keys of the temple in his hands. Because remember we learned in the previous chapter that the keys were in the hands of the Kohen Gadol, and then after the Kohen Gadol locked the keys, the, Kohen, the king would lock the keys. So to, to access the treasury, everyone had to open up. The king, the, and then the Kohen Gadol, and then the people underneath him. So all the Gagash Leichel, so he went to the roof of the temple, he said, Yechania said, Master of the universe, in the past, 
you had faith in us. We were faithful to you. And you handed over your, your keys to your palace, to your house, to us. Now you're no longer, we're no longer faithful to you. I'm giving it to you. One of them said, Zarka, Yechanya threw the keys up. And Hashem accepted it. It never came down. In other words, Hashem agrees that he no longer finds favor, their service no longer needs their service. One says, like a hand came out, and took the keys. When they saw, we continue on side B, all the important people of Yehuda saw that Hashem no longer wants their service. So they jumped off the roof. The other said they were so they were so tormented, they were so in pain and anguish. I thought the said this is what it says. Masa gay chizayin. This is the vision of the chizayin, the vision that he had. Malacha efei Yerushalayim. Malacha efei. At least cool little guy. Why do you all go to the roofs? Shuis meleya ir himia. The, the city was filled with tumult. Everyone was yearning, it was mourning. Everyone was crying and mourning all the deaths because they all jumped off the roof. Okay, next mission. Look, the elegant mission, there were 13 tables in the Migdash. Eight tables, Shoshayish, were marble. The basement, Bechayim, on the northern side of the courtyard. Where they offer the sacrifices, there they would wash out the innards of the sacrifice when they offer the sacrifice. They have to clean it out of all the, you know, the digestion things that are digested. Another two tables, one on the western side of the ramp of the outer altar. One of these two, one of them was marble, and one was silver. In the marble, on the marble, and they would put the parts of the animal that were cut up. They would organize it right before they brought it up to the altar to have it burnt. And the one, the one table was of silver. They would use it, the clay shards. They would use it to place all the utensils they needed to the service of the altar. So what, how many do we have all together so far? So we have ten covered, right? Eight and two. What are the other three? Two tables were Ba'ulam. Were and they had antechamber, the foyer of the temple. One of them, one of them was marble, one of them was gold. And the marble one, when they would enter, they would put the bread, the hot bread there, for the shoe table, the shoe bread for the table. And Zav and the gold, they would bring the lechem upon them. A week later, when they brought it out on Shabbos, they would place it there. Money. Until they divided it amongst the kain. Why on the way out did they what use gold on the way in silver? Because limited. Because you only go up, you don't go down. So you start out with silver, but then when you conclude, you go up, you elevate it to gold. And so that's twelve tables. What was the thirteenth table? Another table. That was the table of the shubrit. So 13 tables in the temple. That's the mission. 
Tani, we learn they didn't place the bread on the the shubra. El um, al It wasn't. It wasn't uh, marble. It was silver. Less kanchal kesev. In the ulam, in the foyer, there was no table of silver, only of marble. Like it said in our mission. Why not? Because silver and gold causes the bread to, to warms up the bread. You can heat up the gold. You can heat up uh, silver. But the but the marble is cold, cool. You want it; it'll cool the bread. You don't want it to warm up and then it'll it'll it'll, it'll, uh, it'll go bad. It'll spoil. So you want to keep it cool. Like the Gemara, like in Tani, but it's not what we learned. We learned one of the miracles that happened in the temple. Shame, shame, just like they left. This lechem upon him. Hat. A week later, really nine days later, because they baked it on Friday, they put it in Shabbos, they took it out the next Shabbos. So you're talking about nine days later, it was just as fresh and hot, like piping hot, steaming hot, like it just came out of the oven. It was a miracle. The day that you took it was hot bread, it was still bread, then it didn't spoil. So therefore, what are you worried about? Silver, I can't use silver, I can't use gold. What are you talking about? The whole thing was miraculous. It's not going to spoil it. answered, You don't rely on a miracle. Of course, Hashem wants to make a miracle, yes. But we in our part have to act, operate in a natural way, in a responsible way. Can't rely on miracles. As the student of the yeshiva, asked in front of the rabbi, if there was no new bread, the Shabbos, should we just leave the old bread on the table for another week? The Shabbos Abba. Even... <coughs> but what do you mean? The time has come for it to eat it, and if it's left overnight, it becomes disqualified. But maybe, even if it's disqualified, let it remain on the table. Instead of removing it and leaving the table empty. It says, Yes, you can't keep the table empty. Tamid here means 24-7. You can't for a second. Even when they put the new bread, they would they would move the old bread and, and immediately put on the new bread. They would One group of Kainan would, would be pulling the other bread, another one would be filling the space, pushing it on. So the table wasn't empty even for a second. Even if it's a squalor. This is the holy bread. The holy bread, yeah, the shoe bread in the temple. Yeah. The mother says additional tables that King Solomon built in the top of these 13 tables. Shlema built ten duplicate tables in, in, in the temple. It says, five to the right of the Shubra table and five to the left. In tame, if you're going to say, and you're going to explain, meaning, the right and to the left, in the Shulchan Kosher. Ella, but soften. 
You can't say five in the south and five to the north. Because the shulchan must be in the north. It's often, Shem says, if it's a shulchan, Titan tells often, Titan says clearly, it says in the Torah, that the table has to be on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the right side, in the north. When you enter, it has to be in the north. So we must say, Five is right, five is left. But it was all on the northern side of the of the uh, of the tabernacle. And the Brayzer concludes, even though Shlomo made ten tables, the shoe bread he only put on the table that Moshe made. Remember, it says King Solomon made all these vessels, and the table, the one table, that on it was the shoe bread. He argues, he says, no, they made the shoe bread on all of the tables. So he had 11 tables with shoe bread. And it says, Solomon made all these vessels. In the plural. And the tables that on them and left them upon. So we have. So we have an argument. Tanya, we learned. Okay, last piece. Tanya, we learned. Tables. The made the length. What? Like the length of the of the temple. It was the width of the temple, from north to south, not to east to west. Mm-hmm. The length of the table was to the width of the of the temple. He might have said, makes sense. The one who says it was to the length of the temple makes sense. Because then all of them ruined the shaders. Because they were all on the northern side. All of them potentially could have been used as a shubret. According to the opinion, it says that when the width of the temple, the length of the table is the width of the temple. Then a table had to be. The table was in the south. And the menada was in the north. Because what was the length of every table? Two amas, right? Like three feet. The whole, what was the width of the uh, of the temple of that room that Shlomo Mela built was twenty. Twenty amos, thirty feet. So according to the one that tables right outside. No, it was inside the temple. Except wasn't right outside. No, that was only when they brought it out. The shulchan was inside. Inside, all time was inside. When they brought it in, when they brought it out, the new bread. They took out the old bread. They placed it there to divide the other kind of. That was in in the in the foyer. But here we're talking about the tables that were inside. The shubra table was inside the base of English. Yeah, Shlomo put an additional tension. No, no, no. He made it. He made an identical table. No, besides the thirty. Besides the 13 that we learned. Yes. I thought it means like no. identical to the 13 that Moshe no. made outside. Moshe, no, Moshe didn't make outside. That was all in the base of Megdash. Nothing to do with Moshe. This is only in the base of Megdash. Only we're talking about the base of Megdash. This was in addition to the 13. Shlema Mel made another 10 that were inside. Then we had an argument. Was the bread and all of them or just, just the one? I didn't realize all of them were coming in and out. No, no. 
That was that was one of the thirteen where they placed the bread when they brought it in when they took it out. But then inside there were thirteen. And there were there were ten tables in addition to the to that one table. So there were eleven tables inside. Okay, so if you say, so you know what? Uh, let's uh, we'll, we'll we'll pick this up tomorrow because this goes into a whole thing how to figure out where where the tables were, where the length was. Everyone have a wonderful.